guys. Welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. My name is Mary. I am here with Brock and Josh. Oh, How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Just, just fantastic, Mary. Wonderful. Fantastic. So enthusiastic. I am so glad. Um, if it's your first time with us, we get together and we take a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship and we break it down. So if you haven't heard the message, we definitely encourage you to go check it out, but you don't have to have heard it to take part in this and really understand it, but it's just really going to add on. It's a resource to yeah, you. Um, and it's so much fun just getting together and learning more about God's word. So we hope that as you're driving to work, maybe, or, or you're going about your day, maybe you're sitting and um, just listening as you're you know, making breakfast or something, mm. um, that this is just encouraging you and helping you take a step closer to the center of God's purpose for your life. And this past weekend, John shared, he actually finished up a series called Messy Spirituality. Um, and he really shared a lot about the mission of hope. And I think in our faith, it gets really messy sometimes and get confusing. And he kind of boiled it down to this mission that we have that we're inviting everyone to find Jesus and helping them take a step closer to the center of God's purpose for their lives and kind of even deeper into that, take a step. How do you take a step closer to that? And how do you mature in your faith really? And so it's such a good reminder. um, And that's where we're kind of going today. He had a verse from there is actually a, ch- a chunky verse. We have quite a passage. <laughs> a chunky verse. Uh, yeah, that's what everyone always wants to be called. I hey, feel like chunky. I use the word chunky more than most people. <laughs> My mom said I was husky. So, husky. Yeah. Big bones. Yeah, she never said chunky. <laughs> Where are you going, Josh? Where are we going today with this? Yeah, well, I love that kind of take a step idea because I think so many of us, so many believers have this desire to flourish in our relationship with the Lord, to uh, flourish in our church context and Christian community. And really it's just that not knowing what step to take, right? And maybe we're getting bogged down by kind of a bigger picture, but when you really simplify and go, here's something we can do next, it's so encouraging. And so that's kind of what we're looking at a little bit today. We get to have this little snapshot of like what the early church looked like, and it's so cool and so exciting. And so we're going to be reading that from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Uh, So as Brock would say, settle in. For the docile tones of the Bible. <laughs> there we go. Was that good? That was that was that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to use that word again. That'll okay. be my word for the day. Fantastic. Yes. All right. So beginning of verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in mills, including the Lord's supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Beautiful. That's great. I think this is one a lot of people have heard before maybe. And uh, so I'm excited to kind of maybe some people learning more things about it that maybe they didn't know before because they've heard it so regularly. But a couple of just background things good to know before we hop in is that um, this was written by Luke. And a lot of times we think of Acts of the Apostles as separate from Luke because obviously two different, you know, um, pieces of writing, but mm-hmm. they're kind of connected in a way because Luke wrote both of them. And um, you see in, in Luke what Jesus, you know, Jesus's life. And then this is kind of that continuation of his story once he's ascended to heaven. And so at this point, like Jesus has lived, died, rose again, hung out a while, ascended to heaven, and the church is being born. Yeah. Like the, this is like really... Um, this, this, the Pentecost happened. And so um, the church was being born and Peter gets up and like shares this in, in 
incredible message really. And people come become uh, followers of Jesus because mm-hmm. of it. And so we see the first, really the first big community of faith because quite a few people um, began to follow Jesus. So. So it's sad that as Mary was talking about it, she kept saying, Luke, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars stuff like, mm. lately. I was like, Luke Skywalker wrote this? <laughs> oh, man. So Just for clarity, not, Dr. not Luke Skywalker. Okay, good. I want to make sure. <laughs> it's, it's funny how uh, there's a little, uh, we, we joke around inside the church circles that we have preacher talk. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people that came to the Lord at Peter's sermon mm-hmm. and Acts says about 3,000. Yeah. So it could have been, 2,200, but it was, it was about 3,000. So, you know, so we, we don't know. Depends on who was counting. Depends on who was counting and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting that in verse 42, that they talk about all those people. So of those about 3,000 people came to the church and it describes what they did. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. And so Mary wanted to stop there for just a second. So Mary, who are the apostles? Yeah, who are we talking about so here? So apostles, I think um, maybe if you've been around different you know, church circles, you've heard people referred to as apostles mm-hmm. now. And very specifically in this, because I think it's just a word you hear, you know, so it's kind of like, what does that even mean? Um, He's really referring to the disciples at this point, the people that kind of walked closely with Jesus and followed him. And so they, there was um, something unique about these, this group of people really special about them. So if you were to define apostle, what would be the definition of that? So the definition is one who's sent out. And I think that's probably why it is used. We kind of talked about like that. It's probably used in that way now. Like maybe when people are talking about apostles, they're really referring to like that definition of like being sent out, being called out to do purposes for God. Um, but yeah, that I feel like that brings a little clarity to like who. So that'll be good for are. Josh and I, because we go to a lot of parties and we get yeah. kicked out so we can call ourselves apostles. That's We've right. been sent out of the party. Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. helpful. It's helpful sometimes <laughs> Mary to um, think of it too, as like, it's kind of funny way to think about it, big A apostles and little A apostles yeah, yeah. of like, so little A being that kind of apostolic gifting. Mm-hmm. So like maybe like a, a particular uh, way that you think about stuff or lead or whatever, but the capital A in the sense of, um, you know, they literally walked with yeah. Jesus. They were literally sent out by Jesus. They were yeah. the ones he used to start the church and so on. Yeah, yeah. And so they were devoting themselves to their teaching. They were being together for friendship, encouragement, for worship. They were eating together, meals. And the Lord's Supper at that time was kind of tied up in meals, but the Lord's Supper was taking place where they're celebrating mm-hmm. what Jesus has, had done for them in, in his the death and resurrection. And they were praying and asking God for strength and worshiping. And, and so I, I kind of think there was a, a way in the early church they had like, they were called office hours or the divine office where they're mm-hmm. like morning prayers, afternoon prayers and evening prayers that they were getting together during these times. And praying that just kind of characterized the way they yeah. were living their life in the early church, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they had these rhythms of uh, faithfulness and tra- tradition. I think sometimes that's lost on um, today because we don't have, it's kind of like, you know, Jesus is with us and, you know, but there's something so special there where they have that kind of like set in place to, to continue to pull them back mm-hmm. to, you know, the true yeah, faith. It's this rhythm that was going on yeah. in the early church, they were just constantly worshiping and, and praying together yeah. and sharing everything they had Love in it. common, which we'll talk about even more. But in verse 43, it says, the other thing that was really cool is there was a lot of signs and wonders mm-hmm. going on. 
at this point in time. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that I had a class when I was in college called Signs and Wonders. Did you guys ever take a class called Signs and Wonders? <laughs> no, I, I saw the movie Signs. It was great. Oh. Okay. And you wondered why you went? And I wondered why yeah. I didn't okay. buy it right. sooner. Yeah. But Signs and Wonders are definitely things like, here's some signs that God was moving, some wonders where people are like, wow, how is that doing? And so that was God doing that. So there were miracles, conversions, people being raised from the dead. You yeah. know, Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead at this point in time because they lied to the church. All this is going on. And so demons being cast out. Yeah, so people, people were healed by G, uh, Peter's shadow. Exactly. Blessing yeah. out of prison by angels. And it's funny because in Peter's sermon that we just heard about, he quotes from the book of Joel. Mm -hmm. And he talks about there will be signs and wonders. And all of a sudden the church is automatically seeing miraculous things and these signs and wonders taking place. And so yeah. everyone was just in awe. They were yeah. shocked. They were amazed. It's like, wow, what is happening yeah. here well, as all like, these signs and wonders I were taking place. this excitement of like just knowing that, like that this is like the new, this is what God is, God is doing a new thing in the church. This is totally different. This is everything that Jesus was talking about and yeah. has been foretold, you know, and it's happening right now. And I just imagine such a great like excitement around that and just like, wow, this is not something we're familiar with or that no. we've ever experienced before and also, in our tradition. Yeah, and also this, uh, the kind of words that kept coming up as I was saying this, reverent fear. Mm -hmm. So not terror. Yeah, I'm not scared of God, but I'm in the presence of Him doing something incredible. And that that is, I'm in awe of it. I'm in awe of what he's doing. He, his bigness, his powerfulness, yeah. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing what we get to see happen. Yeah, I don't know if there's been a lot of times I could step back and say, oh, I'm in awe right yeah. now. There's a lot of awe moments. I've had aha, mm -hmm. but I don't know about awe. Have you had <laughs> awe? <laughs> any, any awe moments? Aha is awe, but like after the fact. <laughs> Uh, it's something pretty amazing that you laugh a little bit. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, so. There's something about sensing like, oh my gosh, this is the Lord, where yeah. you go, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to try to make it my own, you know? Yeah. And uh, I can I can only imagine what they were thinking when they were seeing uh, this uh, being kind of turned on its head the way that it was and and people and Jesus themselves. is gone yeah. and now it's still happening like yeah. Jesus said hey the things I've done you'll do even more yeah. and that's yeah. starting to take yes. place and wow it's it's got to be everything's being fulfilled I, yeah. I have a sense what of what he said's happening this is amazing yeah I'm odd ah ha ha uh, anyway uh, <laughs> one of the things that's really interesting about this time period is there were it was it was not like our society today where there's like this middle class there was poor people and they were really, really poor. And there was people that had possessions that had money. And so there's just kind of this big discrepancy. And so socially, that not only there's signs and wonders taking place, but one of the, maybe the biggest signs and wonders is people were joining together, rich and poor, and they were sharing all they had in common wow. so that everyone had what they needed. They had a roof, they had food. And so think about how turning around that society was. I think yeah. these rich people were now actually giving away some of their possessions so that others could have. Yeah. And so the church was coming together in a miraculous way. And the poor were really bringing nothing to the table yeah. except for just need. And then other people were saying, oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if they called themselves at that point called <laughs> brothers and sisters of Christ, but they were seeing them as in need. And so they were giving up private property. Uh, and so in contrast to society where the yeah. rich were hoarding and taking and taking, getting more and taxing people and doing all they could to get, here were these rich people because of Jesus now giving things away so that others could have. And so talk about signs and wonders oh and gosh. awe. That's yeah. got to be just unbelievable to see that. Yeah, and the division that 
could have existed. Like that was already there. Like that's a massive gap. That's not like, like you mentioned, there's no middle class. It's not like a, a, a in between. It's like, they're so not only like financially and economically, but probably in every single way divided. And so unity was such a huge factor and contributor to like how amazing what was happening. It's like, that was a sign that this was something incredible that was going and on. Can you imagine you've been poor, dirt, dirt poor your entire life. Yeah. Now somebody sells some of their things so you can have food. Talk yeah. about being in awe. Yeah. Like there's something going on here. That reverent fear that Josh, you mentioned is like, oh, God is doing something. We're transforming hearts where all these miracles are taking place. People are giving up, sacrificing yeah, yeah, for the yeah. sake of other people. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible time in the church. It also means that people had to make their needs known which mm. that's also difficult. I mean, that's a hard thing to to be in need of something yeah. and to, to, I guess, be willing to be vulnerable and, and speak up and go, I'm hurting, I'm in need. And so so then to see people sacrifice mm-hmm. in order to meet that need, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, so maybe for Josh and I, Mary doesn't give us a lot of compliments. Mm. So I'm just sharing my- uh, I'll, sharing, I'll be working, I'll work I'll them sharing, in there from now on. So you're sharing your felt <laughs> yeah, need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You feel now neglected? Mary, is that what you're yeah, telling now me? Now Mary sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, how are you gonna do You know what that shirt you're wearing? It is nice. Oh, I like it. There you the stripes, go. blue, Yeah, it's so a little, good. little condescending <laughs> there. But anyway, moving on. So a lot of people sometimes refer to this as the uh, etymology, the beginning of communism. Mm, I love etymame. Yeah, not etymame, etymology. <laughs> oh. But it's like, there's, uh, and communism is this political theory mm-hmm. from Karl Marx that says that we, the government is controlled, so we take everything and distribute as, as people are ha, have shown not need, but uh, abilities. And so they kind of give it out. But these people weren't, they, they were communal together, but they weren't giving out based upon, hey, you've earned this, you deserved it. Yeah. You walk in the door, you're a follower of Christ. You get. So you're saying this is not communism. It's not communism. Right. It's communal. You know You've gone to meddling. I've gone to meddling. Okay, all right. <laughs> all those communists. So not quite the same thing as com- communism. So, uh, but still, it was it's just amazing to see the church doing this. I was yeah. thinking about that too, and and I was trying to visualize the difference here, and because I think that if you if you don't really kind of dig into that, it would be really easy to go, oh, this is communism, yeah. and kind of write it off as such or whatever, or even go, oh, that's where communism got its start or whatever, which is not true either. But this idea of this kind of guy at the top, this dictator who is oppressing the people below them so that he can benefit from their oppression. That's communism in a nutshell. Yeah, right? and, and here, the leader, maybe Peter, he wasn't benefiting. He was sacrificing yeah. so that other people could Jesus have. Jesus came to be served, not uh, to, to serve, not to be served. Right. And then his love compels our hearts to love God and love others, yeah. which is yeah. not the same thing that we're talking about. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And, and then we get into a little bit describing what they were doing in terms of worship. And so we get down to verse 46, and they said they continued to meet together in the temple courts. And so uh, scholars have said that they met in Solomon's Colonnade. Yeah. So that sounds like a fancy drink. I, my I Bible, like the Colonnade, ooh, please. My scholars Bible says have often Portico. Gathered. Yeah, Portico. Portico. I like Portico. Oh, yeah. That to okay. me sounds like... Uh, one of those Johnny on the spot toilets, the the portable oh, bathrooms, like a, like a porta potty. I hear a portico, and I'm like, oh, that guy had a <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So, it is now tainted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have gone to a. So they weren't meeting in the in the porta potties. They were meeting <laughs> oh, in in the Jewish uh, temple that area. Makes more sense in the in the outer courts. And so here were these people that were about three thousand mm-hmm. that were just converted, and they were Jewish people, mm-hmm. and they had the Jewish faith and religion, and they're still kind of going back to. They're still going to the temple to worship, but now they're instead of just um, worshiping how they typically did, they're gathering together and worshiping Jesus. And so they're bringing their Jewish 
identity mm-hmm. into the equation here yeah. and talking about earlier how they gathered together in prayer, maybe those daily office hours, they were getting together and praying, but here they were meeting uh, together in Solomon's colonnade. They were getting yeah. together in their homes. They were breaking bread. They were taking uh, communion together as they were able to do it at that point in time and remembering what Jesus did. And so there's still this kind of convolution of new Christianity and old Jewish traditions coming together. Which one, what a great example then of, we're talking about taking next steps. Just what a great example of the fact that uh, this wasn't, this this wasn't this kind of night and day uh, Mm -hmm. transformation. I mean, there was in the sense of like in Christ, I'm, I'm immediately cleansed of my, of my sin, made righteous and right standing before God. Yes. But the transformation of the way that I think about stuff and the way that I feel and the way that I act, that's this ongoing thing. And so we get to see that, uh, these kind of Orthodox Jews giving their lives to Jesus and then the gradual, um, uh, transformation of those things by Christ. Right. It's, it's pretty cool that we get to see that. And it says in there, they gave and they were giving away their possessions. They were doing these things with glad and sincere hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's talk about transformation. Talk about an yeah. awe moment. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm wanting to sacrifice for other people. It's, I'm glad. I'm, it's very sincere. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff. When people talk about this one, the, that's the one that jumps out to me as like, mm-hmm. oh, that must have been the Spirit. Because it says they were together all day, every day is the sense that I get. And I'm thinking, I'm already stressing out about that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that has to be the spirit because I'm exhausted just thinking about that much time and energy and effort. And yet they had these glad and generous hearts. Well, and <laughs> I think awesome. I love the simplicity of like, I feel like when the, a word that comes to mind, when I just think of this whole picture, like I step back a little bit, it's just, they just shared and they helped each other. Yeah. And I think that we can read this and get kind of tangled maybe a little bit in it and think, oh, I got to copy and paste this, or I got to like make my life like reflect this. And at the end of the day, like what we can really, really learn, we can learn a lot of things, I think, but what we can really um, learn that is transcends culture and time, I think, is just that something that marked this early church was that they were just generous. They mm-hmm. shared and they helped people mm-hmm. that yeah. were a part of the community of faith. And so no matter what, you know, era you live in, you know, it doesn't matter because that that transcends that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily say this in verse 47, but it talks about how their numbers were added to daily. And so a lot of other people yeah. were coming. And so you wonder if it's just Jesus moving or they're seeing all this going on and people are attracted to this, yeah. what is happening here? There's awe because I've seen all these things, but they people were coming to the Lord mm-hmm. uh, in, in pretty good uh, numbers at this point in time. Yeah. I, I can't help but think that this sacrificial uh, radical love that's being experienced amongst the the new church here is it's got to be overflowing into the people around them who, who don't know Jesus yet so they must be seeing these things happening hearing stories of it happening uh, hearing of Christ's love uh, uh, maybe even experiencing it you know you would think that they're even getting to experience some of this generosity and and uh, uh, grace and things like that and so yeah it, 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 you can only imagine how um, uh, attractive that was, yeah. and, and they just wanted to be a part of what Jesus was doing. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think that it kind of, um, I think it challenges, this This challenges us because, can I say the word, I'm perplexed. Mm. It perplexes me. Huh. I, I thought it was, it was going to be a conundrum, but oh, we'll, go, we'll go with perplexity. We're, we're going with perplexity perplexity battle going on, but we'll go with Mary. Nice. So. You can one. you can add your conundrum okay, to go, my perplexion. Go, go to your per- perplexion. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if they're the same. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, but I think that uh, that simplicity of following Jesus and just being someone that, or, or 
a person of Jesus being someone that shares and is generous and is, is uh, someone that it help shares their life with people. It, it really, um, I think we just complicate it so much. And I think that that's what perplexes me. Like that right now, and, and maybe it's that middle-class thing. Like, it's like, oh, there's a gap. It's not maybe as obvious, but there's this feeling of like, where do I even start? There's so many problems in the world. There's so many things that are going on that it just feels overwhelming. And it's like, how do I even help this organization or this place or this person? And there's almost like a gap between like helping a person because there's always an organization in between. But I don't know that that kind of like, when I think of, okay, I want to be generous and share. I feel like now what, how? Yeah. Brock, (laughs) do you think that this passage is more of a prescription for what Mary's talking about or maybe a description of what could possibly happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, (laughs) because seriously, it's like, is this like, hey, live this way. You sell all your possessions and give to the people in need. Or is it just descriptive of like, like Mary said, being generous? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if I have a clear cut answer to that, but I do know it's a call for us to, to, to go back to the thinking of the early church where we are thinking about the needs of others, where we're not just thinking about yeah. ourselves. We are making sacrifices for others. We are devoting ourselves to, to worship. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a little phrase or a, it's an acronym, I guess, when I was a- uh, uh, Pithy statement? A pithy statement. Like, uh, is, is the, do you have a good wolf in your life? Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's wolf, a, wolf. a wolf, not a wolf, a wolf. Oh, but, but oh. it's fun to bark. It is, is it? Okay, <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right. So, but think about the acronym, W-O-L-F. So, is we kind of look at our lives in the early church. Is there worship in our lives, W, where we're praying? Maybe publicly, privately, we're honoring God. Mm-hmm. Is there outreach? Is there- are there things we're doing things just for the sake of others? And we, we may just be getting sacrifice out of it. We may get nothing in return. Like they talked about, we talked about being devoted to the apostles teaching. Is there learning mm-hmm. the, yeah. the L? Mm-hmm. So worship, outreach, learning. And, and the last one is fellowship. Are we involved in community where we are breaking bread, taking communion together? Because part of this beauty of being in community together is that you can share this, this times of signs and wonders of the awe and be yeah. encouraged and be reminded, hey, keep going. And so that might be something as we take this passage, like thinking about the wolf. I was looking for a howl right oh. there. The, oh, yeah. oh, so I got it. Not a bark, a howl. My wolf. bad. Yeah, wolf. Yeah, <laughs> Mary went dog route there. It was so like, like two minutes ago. Yeah, but worship, <laughs> outreach, learning, and fellowship, or like looking at our lives and saying, are, are those characteristics of, yeah. of us like they were the early church? Right. And to even dig a little bit deeper into the point you made about being in awe just now as part of that. Um, what a difference it is to uh, to do something like this in a way that evokes awe and wonder of the Lord versus pressure, yeah. stress, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of weight of like self-righteousness. Yeah. That's yeah. so key that whatever that next step is, that it's something that stirs up the affections of Jesus in our hearts for him. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. And I think just hearing and and talking about all of this, I hope that as you're listening, I think it just gets me like excited. I'm like, yes, like this is so incredible what was happening, like the awe. And as you're, um, you know, going about your day and your week, um, just just remembering that and, and whether it, I think that WOLF acronym is so, so helpful. And so um, be encouraged that like God 
showed up. He sent Jesus. He fulfilled everything he was going to do. And it just flipped this world upside down in such an incredible and amazing way. And just mm-hmm. to remembering, yeah. remembering that alone is just so incredible. And so we hope that's encouraging for you today. Um, join us this weekend. We're starting a new series. I actually don't know what it is. So come and join us and you'll get to discover it together with us. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be incredible. It's kicking off really we're going into the school year. A lot of you guys going back to school and, you know, just lives are ramping up. This is around that mm-hmm. time where just things are getting busier and stuff. So join us and come be encouraged by the message. And we'll be back here next week on The Breakdown. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown. <laughs>